Eight players from the BYU football program make the Athlon Sports All-Big 12 preseason team. Where do they check in, and where do I think some of them got it wrong? We're talking about that, as well as a respected voice voicing his opinion that Colorado may want to join the Big 12, quote, soon. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to the thousands of you who tune in every day. We fondly call you guys everydayers right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So big thank you for joining us on your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Getting right down to business on today's show, let's talk about the eight players who have been named to the Athlon Sports All-Big 12 preseason teams. I, I say teams plural because there are four teams listed here. Eight Cougars were honored on this. Obviously, there are 14 teams in the Big 12, so there's a lot of names to go around, and four teams is a lot of positions to fill out, but BYU pretty well represented as a debutante in the Big 12. The top uh, ranking, I guess, if you want to call it that, player from BYU on this list was running back Aiden Robbins, who was given second-team honorees by Athlon Sports. I think that's actually a pretty d- big nod to BYU's one of their prized possessions, I mean, not possessions, prized additions, I should say in the transfer portal from this past offseason. Aiden Robbins had a thousand yard season a year ago at UNLV, really broke out and really looked good for the running Rebels. Can he do that to an even higher level and do that for BYU in the Big 12? Well, apparently Athlon thinks Athlon Sports thinks he's capable of being just that. Obviously, he has to have some good fortune, have a good offensive line in front of him. We'll talk about some of the offensive linemen that were honored here in just a moment, but also he needs to stay healthy. That's the other thing about this. You have to have that injury luck on your side as well, but good to see him get that opportunity. Wide receiver Cody Epps checking in next on the third team at wide receiver. Not a lot of surprise by this. Epps very much was a guy who was on his way to a phenomenal season this uh, this past season in 2022 before suffering that season-ending shoulder surgery, uh, shoulder injury in the loss to Liberty, loss for the rest of the year, but uh, did not take anything away that he did for BYU. I think this is actually a pretty good spot for Cody Epps, and they're projecting him to be among, be essentially, I think they went with three wide receivers on most of these teams, so I may give him the top five or six, uh, or maybe no, no, top ten at least, of wide receivers in the Big 12. That's a good spot to be. Kingsley Suomataia joining him on the third team at offensive line. This is the one I have the biggest issue with. Kingsley is a projected first-round draft pick next year, and you're telling me he's the on the third team here of offensive linemen in the Big 12 here. I don't think there are four or five offensive linemen better than Kingsley Suomataia going into the season. Call me what you will, but I really think that Kingsley, with all the hype he's getting, he easily should have been second team, if not a first team guy. Now, obviously, BYU being a new program on the block going into the Big 12, that may have obviously knocked him down a peg, but if he is as truly as good as he, they say he is, I saw I read a thing, I subscribed to the NFL Draft Scout, something that Matt Miller, who now works for ESP, 
ESPN built up. He's handed off to some friends and family of his, but they did a really good write-up of the guys that they're watching this upcoming season in terms of the offensive players out there. And they said the offensive tackle class this year is even better than last year's offensive tackle class. And they said the challenge, the challenge for the top offensive tackle in the first round, Kinsa Suomataia is in that mix. They believe he's in that top four. You're telling me he's a third string, uh, not a third string, a third option in the Big 12? I disagree with that. Now, the rest of the BYU Cougars, the other four that we have not mentioned yet, all came in on the fourth team, the final team named by uh, Athlon Sports. Uh, defensive lineman Tyler Batty made the fourth team as a defensive end. Excuse me. Linebacker Ben Bywater made the fourth team as a linebacker. Defensive back Michael Harper making the fourth team as a defensive back, most notably as safety. And then from the special teams, the lone special teams honoree, which I think there's a little bit of a snub here, goes to punt returner Hobbs Nyberg, who made the fourth team. Good to see three BYU defensive players getting this nod. I think Batty, Ben uh, Ben Bywater, and also Michael Harper are very capable of having very solid seasons this year for BYU. And if the defense truly wants to improve, all three of them need to show out. Now, uh, the thing about this is Tyler Batty has been a guy who's had so much promise for so long at BYU. Can he finally realize all that potential and do it in a BYU uniform? This would be a great season to see that happen. Ben Bywater has got 200 career total tackles so far as a BYU career, actually more than 200. Can he make it 300 if he potentially decides to leave the, for the NFL after the season and have 300 tackles to his name? That'd be a phenomenal season if he does. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. He's done it the past two years, so why would you bet against him to do that? And then Micah Harper, uh, if he's healthy and everything that I've talked to and what I've heard from people is that he is fully healthy and expected uh, to be ready to go as soon as the season or I guess training camp gets here in August. He is very capable of being the best defensive back BYU's got out there. I'm including Guys like Eddie Heckard, Malik Moore. I, I think that Michael Harper has all of the talent and more to be the best guy in the defensive secondary for BYU. So very good to see him there. Now, Hobbs Nyberg's interesting because they list him as a punt returner, which is actually the right thing because uh, if you read the article in the Deseret News uh, regarding uh, kick returns the other day, uh, uh, it sounds like Paul Zyberg is no longer going to be kick, uh, returning kicks in terms of kickoff return for BYU this season. Uh, Kelly Papinga essentially saying that they've got other options they're looking at at the kick return game. Hobbs Nyberg has been nothing if not solid as a punt returner for BYU. Very much has grown into the role over the past two years. Can he take it to another level this year for BYU on that side of things? We'll find out. The one snub, special teams wise, that I probably would have added to this list is Ryan Rico. He has got a monster leg. He is going to impress a lot of big 12 folks, it would not surprise me at the end of the season to see a guy like uh, Ryan Rico getting his due plaudits as a all-conference player for BYU as a punter. Uh, other guys that could make could have made this list, I look at guys like Connor Pay. Oh, excuse me, I screwed up on this. Connor Pay was on the fourth team. Man, I need to re- rewind. Yeah, Connor Pay. excuse me. So he was also on the fourth team as an offensive center for BYU. Connor Pay, very much deserving of that. I, I got ahead of myself looking over my list, so I apologize for that. But uh, Connor Pay, very uh, nice to see him getting recognized because he has been nothing if not spectacular for BYU during his time as a Cougar. Think about this. This is a guy who came in in relief of a guy like James Empey multiple times when James Empey, James Empey was dealing with injuries throughout his final two seasons as a Cougar. And all uh, Connor Pay did was essentially either keep the level that uh, James Empey had been playing at, if not elevate it, and 
and he's done that since taking over that full-time center position from James Empey after Empey's graduation. So good to see Connor Payne on this list. Now, other guys who could have made the list. Now, that's what I'm trying to say. Other guys who could have made the list, I think that a lot of them would be projections ahead. Guys like Keaton Slovis, he has the monster season that BYU hopes he has a quarterback. Could he make one of these teams? Could also a guy on the defensive side of the football like an Isaiah Banya make a run at all-conference honorees? Could A.J. Vongpachan be that? Could Malik Moore? Could Eddie Hecker? Could any of those guys do that? They could, but the problem is, I think the Big 12, the whoever wrote this, I don't remember who wrote this for Athlon Sports. I think it might have been an uh, amalgamation, uh, amalgamation, whatever, a conglomeration of multiple uh, writers writing about this. Uh, they're probably not necessarily counting necessarily on transfer portal guys immediately making an impact because you just don't know how they're going to fit in quite, quite right away. When especially when how Athlon Sports they're asking for all of these reports to be sent in, like we're talking preseason look-aheads. They're doing this like in the middle of spring ball, so a lot of this is kind of speculation and very much a projection ahead for the season to come. But I do think there are other players out there BYU could have in the mix on this. But it's not a bad place for BYU to be at the current time. And we'll find out how things continue to progress here for BYU. But I very much uh, think that they are in a good spot, all things considered, with those eight honorees. Obviously hoping to see a few more of them pop up throughout the season when it actually comes time for the coaches uh, to vote on this and the media members if they get that vote. I don't know necessarily how they do it in the Big 12. I'll be learning that right alongside you guys out there in Cougar Nation, but it's a good list to have out right now, and uh, congratulations to all eight Cougars on getting uh, those nods from Athlon Sports. All right, coming up here in just a minute, uh, more to deal with the Big 12. Now, Barry Trammell writes for the Oklahoman. He's a well-respected uh, news columnist, radio host, uh, TV guy. He does it all out there in Oklahoma City uh, for the Oklahoman and some of the other local stuff out there in Oklahoma City. He's been on my radio station multiple times, and he made some uh, waves yesterday uh, with some comments he made in an article. We'll talk about that article coming up here in just a moment. Now, a word on our friends over at Built Bar. You guys have heard me talk about these things for years now. Literally, the best part is if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, get, try a Built Bar, my friends. The best part is they're the best tasting protein bar ever built. And as of course, their hashtag goes, hashtag you got to try this. The best part, is, best part is the bars are healthy and taste amazing. Covered in 100% real dark chocolate or even better than that. It's absolutely incredible. You got churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. They should a new very vanilla flavor as well. Now, some of you asked me if I have tried the crispy flavor. I have not yet. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that, giving it a shot. I'll have a review for you soon. But the best part is I can assure you the Built has a flavor or I feel like five or ten that will please your palate. I would encourage you guys to give them a shot. If you want to go to Built.com and place a custom order of whatever flavors you like, you can do so at Built.com. Once again, while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5 for 15% off your order. Or if you need your Built Bars right now, you're not necessarily as picky on the flavors. Stop at your local Smith's, Sam's Club, Costco, Walmart, Macy's. I've, I've seen them everywhere here along the Wasatch Front and picked them up today. Like I said, there are four bar packs available at Smith's, uh, 13 bar packs available at Sam's Club. I know that for sure because I've seen them with my own eyes. I've also seen some of those bulk packs, the 13 bar packs available at my local Costco as well. So stop by today, pick those up if you need them right now, or once again, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to save yourself 15% online and get them shipped to you. So uh, race over to your local uh, grocery today, pick them up today, or once again, go to built.com and get enjoy the best tasting protein bars with our friends at Built Bar. 
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, my friends. Hope you guys are all doing great here at Hump Day. Wednesday, uh, halfway through the work week. It's crazy to think it's already halfway through the week, but that uh, kind of snuck up on me because I actually had Monday off technically coming back from vacation. So it feels like a Tuesday to me. But nonetheless, a big thank you for making us a part of your day. Every day is out there for those of you who tune in every single day. And a big thank you to all of you for that support. Uh, tomorrow on the show, it is a mailbag Thursday. We have not done a mailbag for two weeks now. I, I obviously was out on vacation last week, so we got a lot to catch up on. If you've got questions, uh, please send them in via social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. Uh, send them to me. Jacob C. Hatch is my Twitter handle. Uh, you can DM them as well on Twitter or drop us an email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. If you got thoughts, questions, concerns, comments, whatever you got for us, send them in now. We'll get to those on tomorrow's podcast. All right. Barry Trammell, as I mentioned, works for the Oklahoman, a guy who is well-known in Big 12 circles, a guy that I place a lot more stock in guys like Barry Trammell because I know Barry personally. Now, he has been covering sports for a lot longer than I've even been alive, but I have built up a very good relationship with him. He has been a regular on my radio show, uh, DJ and PK on the KSL Sports Zone 97.5 FM as well as 1280 AM for literally years now. He has come out with the Oklahoma City Thunder for NBA playoff series back in the day. I have driven him around Salt Lake City. Uh, This is a dude who is salt to the earth. I love just the way he operates. And he made some headlines uh, with uh, column DD. He calls it his uh, Trammell's scissor tails. And he says, is Colorado close to leaving the Pac-12 for Big 12? Question mark. Signs say yes. And the big juicy quote inside of it. Quote, a Big 12 source told me last week that Colorado is ready to commit to joining the Big 12. Quote, soon. Quote, unquote, uh, close quote, close quote, whatever you want to go with. But that's very interesting here from a guy like Barry Trammell because Barry has not been one who's been out there spitballing all the time on the Big 12 and Pac-12 realignment stuff. He is not John Canzano. He is not John Wilner. He is not Dennis Dodd. He is not anybody who you can think of that has been just out there writing article after article after article. Barry, by and large, has kind of steered clear of all of this. So for him to say that somebody in the Big 12 told him that Colorado is ready to, quote, commit to joining the Big 12, quote, soon, that means something to me. Does that mean the Colorado wants to come home to the conference they were a member of for 62 years starting in the 1940s and obviously starting as a member of the Big 7, going through the Big 8, the Big 12? They've been through all the different eras of the Big 12 conference. Could they be coming home finally? We'll find out, but it's interesting to hear Barry say this. Now, is this a good thing for BYU is probably what you're wondering. Now, Colorado obviously has been down in the dumps for their entirety of their run as a uh, Pac-12 program, especially in football. They have won, I think, 27 games across 12 seasons during their time in the Pac-12. It's been absolutely brutal. But Coach Prime, speaking of Deion Sanders, is expected uh, to get Colorado back to being competitive. Is that going to happen right away? Only time will tell. He's done an incredible job turning over that roster, and I'd say incredible because he has turned it over completely. He left, I think, one person maybe from last year's squad in terms of scholarship players who have stuck around, maybe not even that many, and it's a complete turnaround job. Is he going to be able to pull it off? We're going to all find out together watching Colorado do this, but BYU would do well to have a program like Colorado joining them as a quote-unquote partner in the Mountain Time Zone. BYU, the only problem right now in the Big 12 for them that I really see is the fact that they're the Western anchor and they're going to play more than their fair share of late-night TV contests. We're talking 8, 8.30 kickoffs here locally along the Wasatch Front at Lavelle Edwards Stadium just simply due to the fact that the Big 12 wants to have all four windows of TV available to them. They're going to start with the uh, the noon Eastern time, the 3.30 Eastern uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, it's the 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 1.30, 5 o'clock 
o'clock and obviously the 8.30. They want to have all four windows available to them at all times as often as possible. And BYU would do well to have somebody alongside them out here in the mountain time zone. Could somebody like uh, San Diego State answer that as a member of the Big 12 in the Pacific time zone? Sure, but that doesn't look necessarily as likely. There's also the pro rata clause built into the Big 12 contract. ESPN, if they can lure a Power 5 program to join the Big 12, that automatically expands the pie, especially from ESPN's side, to bring that program in. Now, Fox would have to agree to a pro rata clause because theirs does not have that same clause in their part of the contract for the Big 12. But if you can get Colorado back in the fold, and obviously you, you just, you're, you're bolstering your western flank of the Big 12, it's not a bad place to be, uh, speaking of the Big 12 conference. Uh, Jeff Hansen did a really good piece on uh, Give Him Hell Brigham. He calls it the Daily Dose. Talking, I think it was yesterday's podcast that he did, uh, talking about the fact that it's crazy to think that the Big 12 has gone from one of the most dysfunctional and uh, most disorganized conferences in all the country to now maybe being the most unified out there. Could Colorado come in and be a part of that? Well, Apparently, according to Barry Trammell, uh, it could happen, quote, soon. And like I said, Barry is a guy I know personally. He doesn't say stuff like this just willy-nilly. He's not a guy who's throwing it up to get social media chatter. That's not how Barry operates. And you can take that for what it's worth. You guys don't have to believe me, but I, I, I've known Barry. I've eaten meals with him. I've talked with him extensively. He's been on my radio show. Uh, he absolutely, by the way, has a man crush on Brigham Young University. He loves calling him Brigham Young. He, he loves BYU. He has been rooting for BYU. BYU to come into the conference since I think the first time that the Big 12 looked at uh, potential conference expansion way back in the 20, what, 10, 11, 12 era, 2016, he was a huge proponent, etc., so he is a big fan of BYU, and I think that if he's saying this, there is smoke where that fire is come. Uh, there, where there's smoke, there is fire with regards to Colorado. We've heard many of these rumors out there, obviously, but this one to me is the one I'm more inclined to believe than almost any other one because, like I said, just knowing what I know of Barry, this is not him going out there like some other writers out there. You guys know who I'm talking about that like to uh, spin everything positive for whatever faction they happen to, to favor, and I'm spe- speaking of uh, mainly two writers in the Pac-12, but nonetheless, it's very interesting to see Barry Trammell say this. And it would be a boon, I think, for the Big 12 to bring Colorado home. Like I said, they're a founding member of what was originally the Big 7 Conference. They spent decades uh, competing. They're actually the best years, obviously, came as members of the Big 12 Conference and whatever iteration it was at the time that they have competed in. They need a jolt of life into that athletic department, speaking of Colorado. And could the Big 12 a return home, in a way, for the prodigal son? Could that be the answer for them time will tell but like I said Barry Trammell uh, throwing a little gasoline on that fire but I, I like I said I I trust that Barry's not just throwing that, that out there to be like hey look at me I, I can make headlines too so we'll find out it'll be very interesting to see where it all shakes out but it still feels like there is a looming deadline next month June 30 whatever the Pac-12 is going to do they've got to get a move on is San Diego State joining the Pac-12 to bolster them they got to get that done by June 30 is the media right still going to be done because we're seeing the Andrew Marshand out there saying the ESPN and the Pac-12 have had no negotiations. I honestly think the ESPN told the Pac-12, here's our number, call us if you want to take it. And that's why they haven't had negotiations. The Pac-12 is kind of stuck knowing the ESPN will not budge on a number. I, I truly believe that. There's other things out there saying, I, who was it? Was it Andy Staples? I apologize if I screwed up who it was, uh, who was saying on the podcast that NBC Sports was narrowing in, potentially be the linear partner for the Pac-12, but essentially just got up off uh, and walked away from the table after weeks of negotiations. 
negotiations. The Pac-12 is in a really rough spot right now. Washington State, uh, their AD saying that they essentially uh, blew their budget and they're literally cutting off all extraneous expenses because they have got a massive massive deficit looming in front of them. The Pac-12 apparently had over budget trying to move out of San Francisco, their conference headquarters. It sure looks like an absolute bleep show. Uh, speaking of what's going on with the Pac-12, uh, John Kinzano, I'll give him this. He had a great quote. Uh, we're basically, quote, we're basically turning over rocks these days and finding disasters that Larry uh, left for us, unquote. That was from a, a AD in the Pac-12. Yeah, guess what? Larry Scott left him just a gigantic steaming pile of you-know-what, and they're having to deal with it in so many different facets, and I don't envy them. So really tough times if you're a Pac-12 program, but apparently Colorado is at least uh, thinking about potentially making the leap. We've heard very strong rumors that Arizona might be considering that, and if you can get Arizona and Colorado to help BYU out in terms of the scheduling front and being that western flank for the Big 12, I think that'd be a good start. And obviously, they'll get them to 14 teams. You push it to 16. We'll see. It'll be very interesting to track all of this. But uh, big ups to uh, Barry Trammell for uh, being the latest to check in with some news on that front. All right, we'll finish out today's show with some news and notes with regards to a retirement inside the BYU Athletic Department. Uh, Five BYU baseball players getting all-conference honors, including one winning co-player of the year. If you've not seen this, we'll talk about that. And also, we're looking back at some of the games in BYU's uh, independent realm. We've been going through all 155 of these games. We're going to knock out a trio of them because I think two of them are essentially a waste of time to really spend much more than a couple of seconds on. We'll talk about all that as today's show progresses right here on Locked on Cougars. Now, a word on our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel's been working with us for months now. The best part is you can make a fast break to FanDuel right now with the NBA playoffs ongoing. The NBA Finals uh, close to being set. Denver is advanced via their sweep. Uh, Miami uh, did not get the sweep. They'll be looking for the knockout punch tomorrow. But nonetheless, right now, new customers at FanDuel can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back right now in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. The best part is they got great promotions every single day. Unique bets you can go about, whether it's NBA, Major League Baseball, or other sports that you're interested in. FanDuel's got it all for you guys. It's all on a safe and secure app. You don't have to worry about your information being exposed potentially on the internet. And the best part is you get paid out instantly from our friends at FanDuel. There is no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook, my friends. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 once again. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's all courtesy of FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Now, we've been talking about Perry Homes for the past few months and looking forward to having them with us for the rest of the year. So big ups to Perry Homes for re-upping their deal here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Whether you're looking for your first home, you're ready to upgrade to your dream homes, Perry Homes has a house for you for 50 years. Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points to help meet your needs. The best part is they got beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Twilly, and Utah counties, as well as multiple communities down in the southern part of the state in Washington County near St. George. No matter where you want to live, Perry Homes is likely building near you. They also offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes as well. They even have quick moving homes available if you're ready to make the move right away. And they're offering generous financing and generous financing incentives through their preferred lender to get started today. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. Once again, that's PerryHomesUtah.com. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day, and a big thank you to all of you 
for making it a part of your routine, no matter when you listen and or watch it. I appreciate all of you. And if you have not done so already, please uh, follow the show. Subscribe to it on YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, enable the notifications by clicking the bell right next to that, uh, where as soon as a video drops, it'll let you know, hey, you can check this out right away. Or if you're listening to us on the regular podcast feeds out there, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, you guys know the drill. If you have not done so already, leave us a rating and review, especially the vast majority of you who still listen to it, listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating as well as a review, a sentence or two what you like about the show, improvements you'd like to see made, that type of stuff. We love nothing more for your feedback and a big thank you for all of your support in advance. All right, on to other news in BYU sports. First off, congratulations are in order to Austin Deming. He was the co-player of the year in the West Coast Conference. He took the Triple Crown uh, in the WCC and BYU's final season. Had 19 home runs, 68 RBIs, and a league-leading 418 batting average. Phenomenal offensive numbers. BYU actually had the best offense, if I'm not mistaken, in the West Coast Conference. Their big bugaboo this year was the fact that they just could not hold leads with their bullpen. That was a rough, rough uh, way for BYU to finish, who finished 7th, obviously missing out on the West Coast Conference Tournament, but a huge win for uh, Austin uh, Austin Deming to win that. Uh, five Cougars in all received all-conference honors, so congratulations to all of them. Luke Anderson was named to the all-freshman team as a pitcher for BYU. Cooper Vest was named to the second team. Cole Gamble, honorable mention, as well as uh, Boston Maybe is also honorable mention, obviously, with uh, Austin Deming winning Player of the Year. He made all-conference uh, first team as well. Congratulations to all five of them, and congratulations to Coach Pratt on his first season, first full season, I guess I should say as the head coach for BYU and looking forward to brighter days ahead for BYU baseball in the Big 12 Conference. Now we did have a retirement yesterday uh, news coming out that BYU men's tennis head coach Dave Porter has announced he is retiring from coaching at BYU after more than 40 years of coaching in college athletics. He's got a career record of 1,438 wins against 223 losses. He's amassed the most wins by a head coach in NCAA tennis history. So congratulations uh, to coach uh, in terms of just that longevity. Dave Porter has done it well. Obviously, BYU will be looking for a new head coach uh, with regards uh, to finding somebody that can lead BYU men's tennis. And I think the overall mission of BYU tennis into the Big 12 Conference. But be interesting to see how everything goes down uh, with this. Because Dave Porter was brought in from BYU-Hawaii to kind of revamp how things were going for BYU tennis. And I think he, by and large, had a lot of success. But obviously, uh, there's still more work to do. All right, before we go on today's show, a quick look back at three games in the 2016 season for BYU. BYU. Uh, one of them was the most notable of the bunch here. We're getting in the month of November. Uh, BYU going to Cincinnati to open up the month of November and won that game 20-3. to uh, Taysom Hill had a, a nice uh, game in this one. 130 yards passing. Uh, Jamal Williams did get injured midway through this game, but came back to finish with 92 yards uh, in the win. But BYU ends up winning this game 20-3 to on the road out there in Cincinnati. But the most notable thing from this game for me, and I, I, I will just say this, is that Taysom Hill scored a rushing touchdown as well as with 75 rushing yards. But after the game, many of you might recall, there was a very famous incident with Tommy Tuberville getting mad at a Cincinnati fan as he was uh, now Senator Tommy Tuberville, was the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats at the time. Well, Apparently, a fan was heckling him, and then uh, he decides to fire back with, Go to hell! Get a job! And um, as a direct quote, if you recall, you I, I tried to pull the video, but it wasn't rendering the right way, so apologies. You're going to have to deal with me trying to imitate uh, Coach Tuberville, no, I should say Senator Tuberville uh, now, but uh, he's a, Get a job! Go to hell! Like, that was such a classic, classic incident. Obviously, he apologized for it in the aftermath, but it felt like it was the beginning of the end for Tommy Tuberville uh, there at Cincinnati after that incident, but 
BYU got that win to get to 5-4. and four. They'd won four of their past five games. And then the next two games uh, punched BYU's ticket to the bowl season in the 2016 season. They came home and ran away from Southern Utah 37-7 to in this one. Uh, this is what I call the next two games are kind of the K.J. Hall uh, Memorial Series in a way because he had the big games for BYU, maybe the biggest of his career in these wins. He had 12 carries of 59 yards and a touchdown in this one. Taysom Hill, 320 yards passing, uh, 22 of 29 completion percentage, uh, two touchdowns, one interception as BYU rolled to a victory over Southern Utah to punch their ticket. They got to bowl eligibility at 6-4 and four, and then followed that up a week later with a game against the UMass Minutemen. Now, this was a series, speaking of the games against UMass, that uh, gave some pretty high highs and some maybe the lowest lows of the independent era. We'll talk about one of the lows coming up here and uh, it feels like in a f- maybe four or five days, but nonetheless, uh, they got a win over UMass, running away 51-9, to especially in the second half. BYU scoring 37 points in the second half. They actually, UMass took a lead early on in this game. If you will recall early on, uh, Bernard Davis had a 70-yard pass from Andrew Ford to go up 6 nothing uh, for UMass. But after that, BYU just came back, came to life. K.J. Hall finished with 101 yards and one touchdown in this game. BYU just ran roughshod over the Minutemen, getting to 51-9. and Excuse me, not getting one to, getting one to 15. Getting Getting to 51-9, they won it 51-9, and then obviously proceeded to uh, get ready for bowl season, but they would finish up the regular season with one final game. Obviously, in-state rival Utah State was looming out there on the schedule, and we will talk about that game on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Once again, there will be a mailbag edition of the podcast as well, so if you've got your questions now, please submit them via social media or drop us a note. Once again, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address if you want to drop us a note via email. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. A huge thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast as always. Any comments, concerns, questions, whatever you got for us, please feel free, feel free to reach out at any point and hope you guys are all doing well out there. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day and thank you once again for being everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until tomorrow, this has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast once again. See ya.